simply coaches you on how you can live better. It it, um, bridges the gap from where you are to where you want to be, from who you are to who you can become. So we help you discover great strategies and solutions that will step by step take you through so that you can bridge the gap and you can move to being who you dream to be and where you want to go in life. And you actually do seminars on this kind of thing, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. I also coach one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And you can always go to my website for that, www.coachsharontan, and you'll find there how to get in contact with me. And I have the great privilege and honor to get right inside the heads and hearts of people. Mm. I can get right inside your head and heart very um, kindly. Yeah. And um, and I do most of it over the phone, so we don't even have to meet. Oh, really? So okay. distance is not a problem. And every single time, people experience change. They experience strategies. They move into solutions. And they their lives just begin to blossom on a whole other level. It's a great honor to be a life coach. Well, we're going to chat a bit more about life coaching a little bit later. Uh, but let's find out a bit more of your story. So uh, I can pick up a Kiwi accent. Where, where are you from? <laughs> I'm from New Zealand, raised on a farm. I'm a farming girl. <laughs> <laughs> In the Bay of Plenty, In eh? the Bay of Plenty, a wow. dairy farm with lots of cows. So that meant, you know, you never went on a holiday. Morning and night, we were up there mooking cows, um, seeing calves yeah. and doing all that sort of stuff. And I, I was raised to have a great work ethic. Good on you. And my, actually, yeah, and my dad's still still alive and still, he's 95. Wow. And he he never comes into the house until it's dark to this day. <laughs> and he lives with us. He works at, really? Yeah. It sounds like a biblical name, the Bay of Plenty. Yeah. It's like the land of milk and honey or something. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, when it was discovered, it was a bay with so much plenty. It was wow. plentiful, luscious green pastures. And oh, good. And yeah. you had a uh, Christian upbringing. What, what was I that did. like? Yeah, yeah, tremendous. I'm one of six, and um, we were raised in going to church and honouring God. I was raised with no television. Mm-hmm. I was raised um, with a hat on my head and handbag and gloves and long hair, and um, the Bible was what we mainly read. Yep. <laughs> it was okay. an interesting life. <laughs> Good to hear. Okay. Now, I've, I've had a radio interview with your hubby, Benny, before, and he's got an incredible testimony as well. Uh, How did you guys first meet? We met in Bible College in Auckland, New Zealand, and we are definitely east versus west, opposite, opposite on every single level. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Being that you had a very straight upbringing. I had a very straight upbringing. And for those who haven't heard his testimony, give us a a snapshot of, of his life. Benny was raised in an extremely dysfunctional family. He has not one memory, I've been told, I love you from his parents. Wow. He knew beatings more than anything else. Um, and he was raised in Malaysia and he was adopted and bought and sold and all that sort of thing for an insurance policy really for his, for his parents. Wow. Mm. 
And he uh, had a dramatic conversion to come to Christ. Tell us about that. Yes, it was through a Kiwi missionary. Right, okay. And he was simply walking along the street, kicking things, you know, as a teenager on his own. And um, and this missionary just arrived beside him and said, hey, what you doing? And he said, nothing. He said, you keep walking down there and you'll see a hall called Gospel Hall. And you walk into there. There's some other young people like you there. And because he had nothing to do, he did it. And he walked in there and he didn't know these sort of people existed. Wow. Yes. And he came to Christ. He came to and Christ. And had a dramatic conversion, huh? Hey? Really yeah. did. Really did. And then ended up, how did he end up in, in, the, in the Bible college? Yeah. yeah. Well, the missionaries there, they had been to this Bible college in New Zealand and said, ah, okay. well, you've got to go back to New Zealand and get into this Bible college. Oh, you know? okay. So that's how it happened. All right. So you guys uh, went to bridal, uh, Bible college. <laughs> uh, and, and, then, and then after that, uh, did you go out and plant a church straight away? Or? No, no. My husband actually, um, back Slid, lost all desire to serve God, just wanted to go and make money. And um, and so he had about five jobs in about five months after Bible college. I right. was devastated. I thought I'd married an amazing man of God. And here he was forever chopping and changing his, his um, jobs. But God was in it. And that's the neat thing. You know, even when you hit trouble, somewhere God is in there. He wants to cause all things to it together for good. He's not the author of the trouble, but he will navigate a way through so that it will turn out for your good. Mm, amen. Mm. Okay, so after the the uh, chopping and changing of jobs, <laughs> how did you get into ministry? Well, um, God spoke to my husband one day. He was listening to his brand-new color TV, and he thought, you know, I'm going to go the way of wealth and all this sort of stuff. And, and, and he felt the Lord say to him, turn off the TV. And I had, was kind of pestering him at the time because another pastor friend had died and there was a need. And I said, when will we go into ministry? And he literally, you can read about it in his book. It's a tremendous book um, that Benny's written. And he, he just said, he said, shut up and get out of here. And I shut up and got out of there. And we had a big Barney. And I literally went to the bedroom and knelt down and I cried and cried out to God. And I never forget it. And very quickly, Benny entered the room and said, I am so sorry. And, and I, I actually didn't hear it because I was lost in my own pain. And often God interrupts us, but we don't hear it because we're lost in our pain. But that was a defining moment mm. when we both decided we will serve the Lord all the days of our lives. And where did you end up ministering? We ended up in a little country town five hours north of Auckland called Kaitaia with only a small population of five and a half to 6,000 people. And I understand the church had incredible growth. It did, it did. They are, in that particular area, there wasn't even a movie theater, there wasn't even a McDonald's, there wasn't even a KFC, and there were, there were no Chinese. So my husband being Chinese, he would walk the street and people were literally, <laughs> Look at did, this. did you see that? And they actually thought he was Bruce Lee. <laughs> the uh, kids were stopping in the street and going, that's Bruce Lee, that's Bruce Lee. <laughs> and so Benny being a bit of a great character, great personality, he said, yeah, I'm his cousin. Ugly. <laughs> Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right. So the church grew there dramatically and you guys had real fruit. We did. Where did you head Praise off to Lord. after that? Well, we were there for 24 and a half years. We saw we pioneered a um, daycare. We pioneered a school from um, junior level right up to high school and um, raised our six children there. And we were very blessed. And then we felt the time had come for us to move to Australia. So we moved over here 
10, uh, 14 years ago. 14 years ago. Mm. And did you go straight to the Sunshine Coast? We did. Mm-hmm. We did. Where else would you go? I mean, it's God's country, oh. isn't it? Beautiful part of the country. Oh, the whole of Australia is amazing. And you were in, involved in, in another church there before History Makers. That's right. Yeah. Yes. What was, which one was that one? It was called Good Life Good in Life, Budrum. Yeah. Yep. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people go, I know Steve Grace has been involved yes. there, David Willersdorf, yes. uh, Mike Tremendous Jeffs, church. Uh, uh, a whole bunch, uh, Doug Drinnan, a whole bunch yes. of people have been involved in that church for Tremendous. years. So you were there for a number of years and then felt the call to yes. step out and plant History Makers Church. What was the, the motivation to call it History Makers? Because, I mean, it's a great name, you know. <laughs> well, um, we felt that, that that name is extremely significant, just mm. like this, this um, segment is History Makers. And we are born to represent his story. Yeah. If you break up the word history, it's about his story. Yeah, amen. And as we live according to represent his story, life changes because the perspective's not on us. It's on his story. We want his story to go out and to see lives changed and to be there for eternity. So it's a very exciting name. Okay. And the church, uh, I understand, is very active with missions. I'll tell you how I first yes. found out about your church. I was in Cambodia. Oh, with Andrew Cook. Oh, okay. And uh, I was there uh, ministering at a church over there. We'd seen over 100, 100 people come to Christ in two wow. weeks and miracles and all this. And I remember Andrew Cook saying to me, have you ever heard of this church called History Makers Church at the Sunshine Coast? Because I'd right. interviewed him for History Makers. And he said, oh, it's one of the best missions churches in Australia. And I said, well, I'm, I've got to meet these people. <laughs> and I eventually bumped into Benny somewhere and then now yes. I've met you and we've got all these contacts. But uh, tell us about the missions your church is involved with. You can't do his story, a church, without the Great Commission. Yeah. You know, everything we do must be involved around, you know, anybody's final words are their most important words. And the final words of Jesus was go into all the world and teach and make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And lo, I'm with you always. So we... Our whole purpose in History Makers is to empower, is to equip, is to encourage people to find their unique passion, to find their unique destiny. And many people, that's global. And how dare we hold a soul back yeah. that's, got a, that's got a heart, particularly you think of Destiny Rescue. We think of Carla and Damien May. They came out of History Makers. Wow, okay. We think of our daughter. She went to, um, to Thailand and Destiny Rescue for two and a half years. So did one of my sons. As soon as he left school, off he was. And so it's, it's a great expression. What mm. an opportunity we have to go global. And so our heart is like, cheer, cheer, go find your mission. That's Find your inspiring. mission, be it local or be it global. Yeah, that is yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And you, uh, you and your husband are obviously very busy pastoring, but also you work as a life coach. We were just chatting about it before. Yes. Um, tell me about uh, some of the specifics that you do. Like I, I loved it on your website. Uh, for those who want to check it out, it's coachsharontan.com. I love there some of the strategies that you like to implement. You like to help people discover their unique purpose. Yes. and uh, ignite their passion. Mm. Now, there might be people listening that have never really discovered their purpose. Mm. What's, what's a bit of advice, one or two things, that you could just throw out to people there about how, how, they, how could they find out what is their purpose? Well, listen to your heart. What makes you come most alive? Yeah. And just think of times, particularly as a child, what, what did you imagine that you would like to do when you mm. grew up? And that's still a great question to ask children. So when you grow up, what will you do? Who will you be? Where will you live? And we need to keep dreaming and asking those questions of our children, but also of our, ourselves mm. as adults and, and give ourselves permission to dream and then to explore it. And the great thing is being a born-again believer, 
We don't do this alone. God already has a purpose that's unique to absolutely every person on the face of this earth. And as you discover and as you get in touch more and more with God, he will release to you a passion, a desire, a hunger, a drive into a specific area. Now, it could be in the area of sports. It could be in the area of animals or plants. It could be in the area of people. It could be in the area of adventure. So I do all sorts of things. Basically, I help people navigate by discovering their real core values. Now, a value is something that governs you, that leads you, that directs you, that's really specific to you. And as we hone down what are your top values, then you start to look at ways to bring expression to the things that that you value in your life. And it actually is not difficult. We can think, oh, divine purpose must be so complicated. No, 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 it's not. I, I break it right down into who you are, particularly your dreams you had as a child, what makes you, what made you most come alive, um, what were the results you have seen so far. The, these are all clues that will take us to what is your unique purpose in your life. I just think it's such an important thing because so many people, uh, you know, just work their nine-to-five job mm. or, uh, you know, they, they go through the motions and never really find uh, their unique calling and passion. And every, every one of us has got a, a unique calling. The other thing that I, I noticed that you like to tackle is how to increase productivity mm. and decrease procrastination. Now, I've been meaning to decrease procrastination <laughs> for a long time, but I keep putting it off. What's your advice about how we can increase productivity and decrease procrastination? Good question, Matt. And this is something we all, myself included, struggle with. But as I get clearer on my purpose, as I focus on that, it's like a racing car driver. When, when a racing car driver looks at the wall and the obstacle, he's going to move towards it. But if he keeps his eye on where he's going, he's going to get there. And it's the same as, as you start. I'm a great believer in list. You write a list at night. You write a list in the morning. The things you will focus on to produce what you want to produce. Mm. Say, for example, you, um, you are a writer or you are an artist or you're a speaker or, the, or you dream to be one then you need to invest time in listening. Follow and model is the greatest and easiest way to move forward. Follow and model those that are ahead of you. But lock out. Start with 10 minutes a day, a non-negotiable 10 minutes. Come on, 10 minutes. Everybody can do 10 minutes. Say, if you have a heart to write, to be a songwriter, to speak, you invest. It's an investment of 10 minutes a day. If you say if you're into music, you're going to practice music, you're going to listen to another musician ahead of you. If you're into art, you're going to get out the paintbrushes, you're going to go non-negotiable 10 minutes. Within no time, that 10 minutes is 20 minutes, it's 45 minutes, it's one hour. And you lock that in. And you know what the key saying is? It's the Nike saying. Just do it. Yeah, I love it. That's so good. Just do it. Just do it. Just I'm motivated. It. I want to get out and do it now. <laughs> Fight up. Uh, now, we do have to wrap things up, but yeah. uh, it's been wonderful to hear your story and about your calling and what you do. Yeah. Uh, but the most important thing is the message of the gospel. Yes. And, you know, there might be people listening that have never heard the truth of the gospel. Yes. Would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and okay. how do people respond? Fantastic. The gospel is good news. Hey, have you ever heard of much good news around today? I'm telling you right now, this is a good news time for you. The good news is that you are loved, that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. But for you to tap into that, all it takes is an invite. And you need to just connect with God right now. Whatever you're doing, in your car, at your kitchen sink, um, in your office, and just you can repeat a prayer after me and just you simply ask God to come and live within your heart and your soul. Something like this. Dear Jesus, come into my life. I, I'm sorry for my sin. 
you know, we've all sinned, we've all done rubbishy stuff. You confess that, get that out of the way. I'm sorry for it. And I ask you to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Come into my life today in Jesus' name. And that is a prayer that will give you entrance into becoming a Christian, becoming born again. It's the same. You get a hold of a Bible and read John's Gospel, Chapter 3. And there was a confused, educated man there. His name was Nicodemus. And he said, but how can I be born again? What's that about? And Jesus said, unless you're born of water and spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, listen, if you want to know where you're going when you die and you want peace with God right now, it is that simple You simply say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want to be born again of your spirit. And then talk to or find someone who you know is born again. You could bring the station and you could could pick up a Bible and start to read the gospel of John. And every time you ask God, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me, God will meet you exactly where you're at right now in whatever situation you're in. God has answers. He wants to move you forward into your purpose because you are so valuable. You are loved of God. Well, Sharon, I love your passion. I love your heart for the gospel. And I'm sure many people have been impacted by your message today. If people would like to get in contact with Sharon, the website is coachsharontan.com. Maybe you'd like to send her an email and let her know uh, that you've been impacted by today's conversation. Maybe you'd like to talk to her about life coaching. Uh, just go to the website, coachsharontan.com. Sharon, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining hey, us. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.